welcome to the podcast, Lessons of Life, where we talk about the laws of mind that govern our lives, and the lessons I've learned in life from learning that these principles are governing our lives. And today we're going to take on uh, the philosophers and mystics, and we're going to speak about Alan Watts. Alan Watts is just a wonderful philosopher. He, as a very young man, learned about these things in England. He was born January 6, 1915. And he, so he, he kind of got to skip through both world wars. He was uh, in America becoming an Episcopalian priest when um, World War II was going on. But he was born in 1915 in England, and he was an English writer, philosopher, and, you know, he called himself a philosopher entertainer. And he was known for uh, interpreting and popularizing the uh, Tao, the Tao, uh, bringing the Eastern way of looking at the way of life, at the way of being, to the West. He was the first one who could clearly uh, articulate it in many ways. And he began his Zen training in New York um, when he moved to the United States, but he'd already been studying the Buddhist and the Buddhisms as a child. His, philo- his father had uh, shown him uh, those things and you know he gained a following while he was working for uh, public TV and he began a, a show uh, and so that's how he got to really get out there and get all across it was through the KPFA radio station in Berkeley he wrote 25 books many articles on religion and philosophy and basically he was part of the uh, hippie movement the way of zen uh, was his book it was published in 1957 and then he understood all these things but he didn't really get it all and so his ending was rather tragic he had a lot of lectures that were found after he passed and uh, those um, continue to inspire us to this day there a lot of his lectures were recorded and taped you can get them on youtube and i will tell you right now the man's voice is a dream you could listen to Alan Watts all day long and never be tired of it. So he was born to middle-class parents in, in the village of uh, Chesselhurst, Kent. That's, uh, I believe, in London now, southeast London. And he lived uh, at Rowan Tree Cottage, which is uh, now... Five Holbrook Lane, and Walt's father 
was a representative for the London office of the Michelin Tire Company. His mother was a housewife whose father had been a missionary. And so you can see how this kind of all pulled together. Uh, he, ex he was ill with a fever as a child during this time. That's when he was influenced by the Far Eastern landscape paintings. He really got into them and the embroideries that had been given to his mother by missionaries returning from China. So he, he was resonating with Chinese and, and what was going on in China for a long time. In the few Chinese paintings Watts was able to see in England just, you know, resonated him, with him. I was aesthetically fascinated with a certain clarity, transparency, and spaciousness. In Chinese and Japanese art, it seemed to float. And that's a quote from him. He studied the Tao, the Tao, Buddhism, and he could express it very well. He um, was fascinated with the Zen, and he, he knew it, but he didn't know it. He had intellectual knowledge, but he didn't really get it all the way through, or he would not have passed the way he did. And this is part of the understanding of the soul. And one of the things that in uh, his lecture that he states, and he states that this was the Hindu way, um, was emphasizing the I. And it's the I individual, yes, you know, but no. And that's why the Hindu religion went through defacing and, you know, tearing up and forgetting what they could do, you know, throwing all that away and rebuilding under the Buddha, you know, which is what the true, you know, Eastern side of it looks like. The Buddha is the Christ, you know, but you go live life and you express yourself to thine own self be true. You are to find times to be in sin, to be quiet, to be silent. And he was uh, trained as an Episcopalian priest here in America. If you go listen to some of Alan Watts' lectures, he had it right on. Even at a very young age, he really got it. He uh, had a book, an essay called The New Alchemy, and, you know, he, he talks about using psychedelic drugs and things like this to get to that essence. And, you know, there's simply, and he understood there's simply instruments, you know, like microscopes or telescopes, they're a tool to help you, just as techniques are. Uh, tool to help you manifest something, you know, but he was into the higher philosophy. He was not into um, manifesting stuff. In his mind, and I quote, if you get the message, hang up the phone. For psychedelic drugs are simply instruments like microphones, telescopes, and telephones. 
the biologist does not sit with the eye permanently, permanently glued to the microscope. He goes away and works on what he has seen. He goes and thinks about it. <laughs> you know, and he, uh, he also conveyed his admiration for the practicality and the historical achievements of uh, Zen in the Far East. So he's very much in love with the Far East. And I th I'm pretty sure he must have read The Monkey King, but if he didn't, he should have. So I think it would have lightened him up. You know, he uh, also bought into a growing ecological predicament. So he didn't see the one. He saw the eye, but he didn't see the one, which is what Jesus is, is you know, teaching us, the Buddha's teaching us. It's all one. It'll be whatever you think it'll be. You know, don't be like that. Don't think like that. You know, think like this. And these are the wisdom of, the, of men like Lao Tse preaching that. And uh, Alan Watt was close, but no cigar. He was increasingly drinking more and more. He had family and friends that were worried about him. And he ended up planning uh, his death. It was a suicide. And he, yes, he committed suicide. And his monks, his priests, his followers, you know, uh, they, they took his body and they burned it as he wished. You know, so he was cremated on Murr Beach at 8.30 a.m. after being discovered deceased at 6 a.m. I mean, bing, bing. This had all been planned. He was only 58 years old. So you can see that, um, you know, in, in his mind, what his wife later said was that he said to her, the secret of life is knowing when to stop. You know, so he was very much, you know, I'm gonna choose when to stop playing the game and, you know, a personal account of Watts last year's approach to death is given by Chang Liang Wang in the book, The Watercourse Way. You know, he had his own views, of course, we all do, but he uh, could express it very well, even if he wasn't living it. He was a beautiful man. And he did have a good heart. You know, he understood that everything came to him and these things were wonderful, but he thought it was about the I. And in one sense it is, it's about the individual. But each individual is being individualized by God himself, okay? We are inside his mind and each one of us represents a belief in his mind okay a thought or belief in his mind you know and we are part of nature you know so the weak uh, get kicked out of the nest they are ignored they're not fed they're not given any attention in nature the weak are not and that's what happens in times of trouble. 
are you weak-minded or are you strong? Because if you're weak-minded, then you're going to go down this path, okay? Because you got to go, man. You got to get stronger or you got to go. Because that's the story of life. And you have to have strong mental fortitude for a human. That's what humans do. Okay? They're everything. And so they have to have the strong mental fortitude. They can be and do anything and everything. And they do. Okay? And when you don't have the luxuries of life, you invent them out of what you do have. You don't let it stop you from having a good time. You don't let it stop you from eating like a king. God provides a way, okay? But you're to overcome that kind of thinking that you, and you're not to see it that way. You're to see it that you do have everything. They, everybody else may think this is just a dumpy little place, but to you it's a palace. You know, and I am grateful for everything I have. And this is being humbled and honored that you understand, you know, I'm in the mind of God. <laughs> it's not going to work out perfectly. I know it is. It can be no other way. You know, and then what do you do? You praise God. And the very essence of life comes from the stillness of nothing. So that's going to the silence. It's like going to grandfather. So I hope this helps. Blessings to you. Thank you. Thank you for being you.